What's up, Holgamaniacs, and uh, welcome to Big Boys and Body Slams Minus One. Yeah, Zach's not here today because some people don't take their job seriously. Yeah, we're really we're really considering if he's fired or not at this point. Yeah, I mean, this is his equipment, so... Yeah, that uh, I, I struggled to put together. There's no video uh, this week either because we're kind of both technologically illiterate, but we miss you, Zach. Please come home. Yeah, so I guess we... We'll get into it. No shirts sold this week, Damn so it. we gotta gotta get that. We got a couple people though that say they're going to buy some shirts. Oh, we've had a and, couple, and you know who you are. Please support us and uh, become even bigger friends of the podcast. We really we really appreciate the support. We need that, and we probably gotta do the rundown of where you can find us at. Oh yeah, so uh, you can find us as far as audio. You can find us on Google Play, iTunes. Uh, help me out here. Google. Oh, SoundCloud. Yep, SoundCloud. Not Spotify. Not Spotify. Every time we're going to just bring up Spotify just to, yeah, please. to hurt them. Add us, Spotify. Also, uh, for a t-shirt, it's bigboysbodyslams.storenv. And there's no double E there. It's just one E, storenv.com. And there's no and between the big boys yeah, and just body slams. Just bigboysbodyslams.storenv.com. Buy some shirts. Um, I guess we can't really start a wrestling podcast without looking at some of the news from Monday night, uh, yeah. Roman Reigns uh, relinquished the title due to leukemia. Um, not a storyline, not a fix, nothing like that. So, I mean, I think you got to love him or hate him. You got to wish him well and keep him in your thoughts and yeah. hope for the best for that because uh, I think we're all rooting for the big dog to win this one. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's something that goes beyond entertainment, goes beyond wrestling and 100% is shoot. And cancer sucks, man. Cancer, he, cancer fucking sucks. He's a person with a family, and we, we wish him the best. Yeah. Kick, kick its ass, Roman. We know you can. Um, we also, uh, Crown Jewel is going on as planned in Saudi Arabia. We will not we will not be doing that show. Um, we only do the ones on the Sunday. We don't do these live specials from Australia or Saudi Arabia. They're, they're too early in the morning and kind of hard to catch. And it's kind of our little protest anyway. So I guess. I, I'm still going to watch it okay, eventually. Okay, <laughs> um, so we are doing something current tonight. Yeah, we've we're doing got evolution. evolution, man. The women's evolution that was, God, dude, it was incredible. Yeah, this was actually, you know, I went into the show with my expectations not as high as I was hoping. I thought the build up to the pay per view was kind of weak, and I, I was, I kind of thought things weren't going to go very good, but uh, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and one thing too. Uh, bear with us here. I had to take as many notes as Zach usually does. He usually does all the play-by-play. And good God, I have a whole new re- appreciation for that. So Kyle's going to try to pick up some of the slack. But I've got the play-by-play and I've got the uh, the big man's chair in this one. So you want to just get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So starts off with a little bit of an opening video package that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Showed kind of the storylines going into this and the pioneers that paved the way for this women's evolution. And after that, we uh, we opened up with a rock concert. Yeah, we did with uh, Lizzie Hale and Nita Strauss. I believe Nita Strauss was the one that played uh, Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring at WrestleMania. Oh, she shreds, dude. Yeah, she, she does really good. I wasn't I think Limp Bizkit's a lot better, but it was all right. I think Limp Bizkit's, <laughs> in your eyes, is going to trump anything, though. So Yeah. So they had the rock concert. That was cool. It was uh, the song Evolution. And then we had a quick intro. The broadcast booth tonight is Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young. I want to say that Beth Phoenix looks a lot like Renee Young usually does. She had like the yeah the bob, the, the mid-length hairstyle and everything, and Renee Young had her hair up. It was and, really weird. Yeah, they, they looked very similar and they sounded very similar. 
Yeah, so that was kind of hard to discern. Uh, we also got a Lillian Garcia sighting, and she started things off. It's good to see her. It, yeah. it, it was really, really great to, to see some of the the legends back at it. Dude, Lillian especially, does that like that woman doesn't age. No, she looks the same as she did 15 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 15, 20 years ago. So she introduced the first match, which was uh, Trish and Lita versus uh, Alicia Fox and Mickey James. I think this was cool as a throwback, too, yeah. of Trish and Mickey. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Mickey, when she came up, one of her first programs was with Trish Stratus. So I thought that was really, uh, a really good throwback to, at that point, those were there was not a lot of good women's wrestling, and I thought that really worked out. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like to say, also, uh, we had Alexa Bliss come out midway through as well to introduce kind of poke fun at Trish and Lita for being old made a made a past your bedtime joke made a hearing aid joke and then said let me introduce you to the real pioneers of the divas revolution and <laughs> brought out Alicia Fox and Mickey James also like to mention that Trish Stratus Trish Stratus excuse me had a huge pop it was probably the loudest of the night I think yeah and Lita I, I kind of feel bad because she didn't get as big of one but Trish man oh Oh, when Trish's music hit, you know, the, the, the laugh, you know, the mm-hmm. Lil' Kim, I think, is who sings that. Is it? It might be. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But Every, the, everyone knows. But everyone the little knows. laugh at the beginning, the roof erupted. You could just see it coming off. You thought Stone building. Cold was entering the building. Right. Dude. It was crazy. Okay. So, start things off. It is Mickey James and Lita. They tie up into the corner. Uh, there are huge Lita chants at this point. Um from Lita, they, she starts off with the majority of the offense, punch, a leg, scissors, and then a monkey flip into almost like a Luthez press. Uh, where Lita's delivering some punches there. And then Mickey James tags in Alicia Fox. Lita drags her over the apron ropes because she's a little, little bit scared of Lita at first. Throws her overhead first. Uh, Lita tags Trish, and they double-team Hardy style. So we had Trish kind of get on her hands and knees. And then Lita, what was that, Whisper in the Wind? Yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember what it's called, yeah. but everybody remembers. It's the one where Trish gets on her hands and knees, Lita yep. runs, jumps off her back, and splashes into the corner. And kind they're both th- in the corner. Kind of way. a throwback to the guy she cheated on, but, you know. Yeah, no, she she made a lot of hearty illusions, and I, I don't know. I feel weird about it, but, you know. But she was part of Team Extreme, so. Yep. She, she was the third member of Team Extreme, and she was an important member of Team Extreme. All right, so then Mickey James gets tagged in. Uh, huge pop, by the way. So this is at this point, it's Trish versus Mickey. So there's that throwback there, and punches and the Luthez press from Trish as Trish just goes all out, goes for a head scissors flip, and there's uh, some resistance up at the top. So that that uh, I don't know what it's actually called her signature move, where she kind of does a handstand while the other person's on the top rope and then tries to flip him down. So there's some resistance there, and then Trish gets on top and hits a sweet Frankensteiner. That was awesome. That was one of my favorite moves of the night. Yeah, no, dude, Trish, she did, she doesn't age, does she? It seems like it seems like Lita has lost a little bit of a step, but Trish, dude, she's on fire. Tr- Trish looks like she could come back full time easily. And, I mean, I think it would be great if it wasn't a full time return. You know, she doesn't have to do the house shows and stuff. I know she's a mom and she's got stuff going on, but it'd be great to see her back. You know, fifteen twenty shows a year. Yeah, no, definitely. And so then, Alicia and let's see. Oh, Mickey, excuse me, Mickey and uh, Alicia Fox try to leave and get brought back in. They get chased down, and Lita gets tagged on the top rope before Alexa interferes and brings her back down. And then this is where the tables start to turn. Lita starts taking some abuse uh, while Mickey messes around with Trish. Trish throws, excuse me, Trish threw Lita into a Huracarana on Mickey. So a little bit of a double-team action there. And then Trish hits the swinging neck neck breaker. 
and a newly tagged in Alicia Fox hits a belly to belly bridge followed by uh, a reversal off the ropes a reverse DDT by Lita and a hot tag to both Trish and Mickey so the double hot tag there and then an arm drag counter from Trish and uh, some chopping action from both sides they kind of bragged about you know this is Trish's bread and butter and uh, they were they were kind of some weak chops but they weren't the best chops yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely but uh, a Stratus faction then the pin got screwed up. I think the count. We had a couple referee botches in this one. So the yeah, yeah. The, the the ref like did the one, two, and then like stopped, and there was enough time for three, four, five probably, and it gets breaking broken up. I will say though that that it has to be on Alicia Fox as well for the timing. So yeah, I think Alicia Fox mistimed the, the breaking yeah. up of the pin. Definitely should have been a three count there. Fox interferes, and then Lita hits the twist of fate to Alicia Fox, and then one of the cooler spots of the night. Uh, Lita gets on the top rope and moonsaults both Mickey James and Alicia Fox, who were like laying side by side, and that was awesome. Yeah, no, that was really cool too. And then as uh, Mickey gets up, Trish hits the chick kick and throws it back for the win. It, w- you know what, this match kind of surprised me. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought both Lita and Trish looked great. Uh, Lita has lost a step though compared to Trish, where I think Trish could just go. And like, I'm kind of gushing over Trish, but. She looked Dude, great. Who doesn't who doesn't gush over Trish? Right. Stratus she up. looked great. She she <clears throat> looks like she could be back. So and I hope she is. Yeah. What would you give this one? Um, I gave it three and a half. I thought it was a very hot opener. I think the crowd was electric for it. They loved seeing Lita and Trish back. Um, and you know Alicia Fox, who I kind of considered the weak link of the the four, actually looked pretty good too. Other than that, missed time count. You know, Mickey James actually looked incredible. Oh, she dude, carried a lot. You know, I think Mickey James has looked great since she's. I mean, her TNA run was good. Her, I mean, obviously her first WWE run was good. Her TNA run was good, and this run's been good too. She's just been more regulated to being, being kind of a tag team partner. But she has gotten some of her big spots, like being in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I gave this one a three and a half. Uh, it was a really good opener. I feel like there would have still been the big pop for Trish and all that if this was this match was an hour in, but I don't feel like the fans would have had as much patience. There were a, a couple botches here and there, but definitely a three-and-a-half uh, throwback match. And one thing I forgot to mention, too, is while they were in the corner with the chops, Trish did the throwback to uh, Mickey James's whole licking the hand thing and the, uh, the obscene gesture. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, yeah, licked her hand for one of the chops. And so, yeah, definitely just throwbacks all over the place in this match. And then we uh, moved right along. We had an interview with the Bellas, yep. and it's kind of weird, the whole Bella twins, Ronda Rousey feud, because they keep bringing up Ronda's mom, and Ronda keeps bringing up Daniel Bryan and John Cena, and the one of the lines was, the only door you've ever kicked down was the one that John Cena's bedroom, <laughs> and it was just kind of like, well, that's kind of cringeworthy. Yeah, well, especially considering that they're not together anymore, but I mean... That kind of gave it some realism, but yeah, the the mom thing, Nikki and Bree just saying, like, your mom is so ashamed of you, and in this interview, uh, Nikki actually dedicated the match to Ronda Rousey's mom and says that she's going to make her an honorary member of the Bella Army, and uh, also, in the promo earlier that we saw in kind of the opener, Ronda said, you know, you have my, you have my word that I'm going to win tonight, and then Nikki in this interview also says, you have my word, so you know what that means, Kyle? What? That means somebody's a damn liar tonight. Someone's a liar, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Who do you think the liar's going to be? Oh, man. Listeners, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So then uh, we have quite a few segments throughout the pay-per-view of the pioneers of women's wrestling talking about the women's evolution. 
Uh, this one started with Mae Young, I believe, and that was super, I don't know, that was super cool just to see how she kind of pioneered. Obviously, they didn't mention fabulous. Giving birth to the hand? Well, yeah, especially. Or uh, go, going through tables from Bubba Ray Dudley or anything. Hey, you got to give Mae Young credit. That old lady dude, took, she took some, some bumps. crazy bumps. And apparently from what I've heard on other podcasts, uh, her and Mula were were fine. Like, were, they were always itching for more and would have done anything they would have put them through. Well, I know uh, uh, Bubble Ray Dudley talks highly of Mae Young, saying that she would do whatever it took to entertain the fans and that she took that bump like a pro. She was she was old when she took that bump, yes, too. Yes, yeah, definitely. That was crazy. So that brings us into the second match. We still have Lillian Garcia out there. Announcing, and the second match is a twenty women battle royal. So oh. it was it was chaotic. Should I name the participants? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. I got all the participants in as they came out. We got Naomi, Michelle, McC- Miss Undertaker, Miss Undertaker McCool, Sonya Deville of Absolution, Alundra Medusa Blaze, Carmella, Zelina Vega, Kelly Kelly, Hello. the girl who's so nice they named her twice. <laughs> Nice. Tamina Snuka, Im- Ember Moon, Lana, Maria Canellis, Mandy Rose, Molly Holly, Dana Brooke, Nia Jax, Ivory, Asuka, Tori the Legend Wilson, and the Iconics Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, who start this match on the mic. Yeah, before the bell even rings, they cut a promo uh, out by the ramp and, you know, just talk trash to all the old people and... Are are very Australian. So I gotta I gotta just say this. Go ahead. Like I like them as a team. I think they're great. Both are good looking girls. But when they when they like unsnap their jacket and they look like chickens and they do that, you know, thing yeah. that they do. Yeah. It's it's awful. I hate that. They look like chickens. Yeah. No. It it, it was pretty bad. And so after if, go ahead. if you don't know what I'm talking about, they like rip off the front of their jacket and then they like pump their chest up. And kind of bend forward, pump their chest up, and stick their head out, and it just looks like something a damn chicken would do. Hey man, don't don't knock uh, don't knock some poses. It's it's awful. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's I'm not, terrible. I, I couldn't even defend that. It's it's gross. Not so, gross, but you know. So the iconics uh, come in and are all celebrating about how cool they are, and you can see this coming from a mile away. Bell rings, and the other eighteen women. Immediately, just grab them and throw them out of the ring. So that's uh, that's two down right away. Yeah, they took they took them out fast. Yeah. Well, and with with a match like this, I'm not gonna be able to go through everything, but I think I did get pretty much all of the eliminations. Yeah, I got so. all the the eliminations too. I did like the beginning that everybody kind of teamed up on the iconics, and then once they threw the iconics out, all the old school and the new school kind of faced off, which was weird though, because Maria Canellis is an active member of the roster as she accompanies uh, her husband Mike. To the ring on 205 Live right now. No, but but that is a good point. She is a valet, so she was part of those OG divas. But, you know, Lana is mostly... Or not Lana. Zelina Vega is mostly a valet as well. Right, but she wasn't part of the, the old school stuff. Yeah, but... Fair enough, fair enough. They're both valets right now. So the old school uh, girls get surrounded by the new school, and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose teamed up early and just started wrecking house so they get rid of kelly kelly molly. well they they eliminate molly first yeah and yeah. molly molly was like the third person to go and she was not in that match for very long and she deserved a lot longer than that so molly holly was eliminated kelly kelly and then tori wilson was eliminated on the apron she put up a little bit of a fight but 
they they just had some good double teams. They'd knock him over the apron, and then they would just get a running drop kick or something, and right. and knock him out. So. Kind of sad to see, especially Tori, go so quick. But uh, not long before Mandy turns on Sonya and uh, throws her out herself. That was weird. Yeah. Because, I don't know, I don't think they should break up. So, I think they're a good team on SmackDown for right now. Yeah, but, but do you really think this is going to be what breaks them up? I mean, it could be. But I guess you already got the Iconics on SmackDown, so there's no need for two like evil tag girl groups on SmackDown. No, I, th- I think there is. I don't know. You see that a lot where uh, teammates are in, you know, the Royal Rumble or some sort of Battle Royal, and then they knock, one knocks the other over, and it's just like, sorry, man, this is this is how it goes. And so there's kind of a mutual understanding. So they could go a couple different directions. Yeah, so that. we got a few people out. And then the next elimination I want to talk about. Go ahead. Nia eliminates Alundra Blaze. <laughs> and it is the softest elimination I've ever seen. Like, she did not want to hurt Alundra Blaze. She just kind of sat her down. Yeah, just just took her over the top rope and sat her down and then kind of literally just her out. put her on the apron and then just like yeah, just gently booted her. It was so weak. Yeah, and Alundra's Alundra's getting up there. So so you know who else is getting up there that looked like a goddamn champion this whole match? Tell it's me, Ivory. Tell me, Ivory six. Ivory's fifty six and I believe the oldest competitor on this card, and she looked better than half the women today. That was crazy. She looked great. Okay, so yeah, Alundra Blaze is eliminated. Uh, Maria Canellis is able to get a Bronco Buster on Tamina. Probably, I would take that Bronco Buster. Uh, yeah, she's she's one of my favorites. I've yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, Naya and then kind of avenges. Are they cousins? Her and Tamina. They're they're somehow related. I yeah. think. Yeah, avenges Tamina and just takes Maria out. Naya does that a few times around here. So Naya and Tamina, the relatives, team up, eliminate Lana. And then this part was crazy. So there were two divas fighting, or two women wrestlers fighting for a suplex. Then all of a sudden, one hooked on to the other, and we just kept getting a chain link over and over until there was four uh, women wrestlers on each side. And it ended up just being a four-by-four suplex. And that was crazy. That's that's like a spot that you would see in like TNA 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and then... Carmella, of course, gets her uh, she starts dance break. Yeah, she the lights the lights dim and she gets her dance break. Even our truth is uh, in the front row doing a little jig, and then Ivory, the, Ivory gets up and gets the jiggy with it, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she looks she looks at uh, Carmella. They're not sure what's gonna happen, and then in too cool fashion, they just start grooving and dancing out. Sidebar though, yeah, our truth and Carmella are hysterical on SmackDown. I love this. I know that our truth has been like a comedic. Like, that's been a lot of his gimmicks for, like, the past 10 years. Since he left Impact. Yeah, pretty much. But um, he's done very well with them. He's Yo, th- this is awesome. They are so funny. Um, they I be- they they had the, the thing on Miz TV where they just ended up trash dancing and trashing the set, and then the McMahons came down and dr- danced with them on SmackDown 1000. That was awesome. Yeah, I love R-Truth. And, dude, he's still got so much athleticism in him. It's, it's ridiculous. It sucks that he never got the main event run in WWE other than that quick Survivor Series feud with The Rock and Cena. Okay, then right after the uh, dance break, Carmella and Ivory team up to eliminate Mandy. And then uh, Ember eliminates Dana Brooke. So then we have Michelle McCool catching Ember Moon with a super... Or, excuse me, with a big boot as she tried to springboard off the ropes. And... Uh, then Ember eliminates her with a kick of her own, which is more just like a super kick. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was cool. Then moving on. Tamina just chucks yeah. Naomi out. Yeah. Throws her flying. 
Oh, that was yeah. brutal. And then we get an X Factor by Ivory on the Oscar. But we're throwing it back to some X Pac in this match. Yeah. Maria pulls out the Bronco Buster. Uh, Ivory pulls out the X Factor. It's awesome. That's a good point. No, yeah. there was there was a quite a few. Uh, Shout out to our boy X Pac, friend of the podcast. One of my John favorite friends of the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Ember Moon eliminates Carmella from there, and Ivory gets on the top rope and goes for a crossbody, which she didn't quite get as much air as she should have. But uh, this is to Tamina. Tamina puts her legs up, kind of catches her, and still makes it look like. Uh, it was decent enough. It but, was passable. But, uh, that, that was her one mistake. Yeah. Dude, she's 56, and she just did and a flying crossbody. she looked cross great. Oscar yeah. uh, dragging leg screw to Ivory on the apron, and then hits her with the butt bump to eliminate her. So Ivory's out now. Ember super kicks the absolute shit out of Asuka and eliminates her. And then Ember kind of just goes on a tear here, hits Tamina with a corkscrew off the top, and uh, eliminates her, and then we think... It's just Ember and Nia Jax left. And uh, as Ember is trying to use all of her momentum to get Nia over the ropes, Zelina just like teleports out of nowhere. Maybe she was under the ring, m- something. Uh, she tries to eliminate them both as they're tied up in the ropes. Uh, thinks that she has it as she like flips them over. Neither of them go outside. She starts celebrating. And then Nia just absolutely brute force gorilla press slams her out <laughs> outside to where Tamina is. And she... Talk about flying. Naomi flew, and uh, so did uh, Zelina. <laughs> Zelina Vega. So now it's really just Nia and Ember. Nia throws Ember off of her, absolutely shoves her, and then just throws her out for the win because she was out cold at that point. So crazy. Nia Jax, you know, very predictable win. I gave it two and a half stars just for the, the legends being around, and some people got some good spots in, but I really wish these old school girls would have been around longer in the match. Yeah, me too. I gave it a two. Yeah. It was sloppy. It wasn't good. I want to make a couple mentions. Go ahead. I wish... There's three people in this that should have been in this match that are not with the company right now that I think deserved it. Um, Victoria. I was very disappointed that Victoria was not in this match. She's one of my favorites of all time. She was fantastic. She deserved it. Is she under contract with a company right now or anything? No, she's not. She's a free agent. Or I mean, I don't even think she's wrestling. Was she? Was she at the uh, Royal Rumble? No, she wasn't. What? What are they doing? I don't know. But Victoria needs to be there. I know there's some bad blood with the next two, but Gail Kim needs to be there. I know she works for Impact, but I'm sure they would have had no problem. She's she's a producer for them, I think right now, and I think there would have been no problem with her being in it. And the other one, there's a lot of bad blood with, but I think AJ Lee should have been there. Yes. Yeah. I know that. With her husband, there's some bad blood. CM Punk, friend of the podcast. Um, and I think, you know, there's there's it's not a good place, but I I think that they should have made those three. I wish those three would have been in there. All great. All great. Yeah, definitely all great. Uh, Nia gets interviewed after the win. Uh, apparently, this battle royal was for a future title shot for whatever brand the superstar was on. And so she's going to get a raw women's title shot. She gives a little, she cries a little bit and uh, then wishes uh, both Rhonda and uh, help me out here. Main event. Becky Lynch. Yeah. No. Oh, I mean, Nikki Bella. Yeah. Thank you. Both Rhonda and Nikki Bella luck. Uh, and then, you then know, hugs the rocks. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Who is apparently, so that's her aunt and uh, they're apparently super close. She helped raise Nia, and that's super cool. Yeah, so. they give each other a big old hug. First time I've seen The Rock's mom, though. I just must not have paid attention at some of the other big Nia Jax wins. Uh, following up, this is a, another video package that's uh, highlighting the Mae Young Classic. And we even had, in this video package, we even had a China sighting. Yeah, that we was, did. That was cool. It just kind of showed 
once again, Mae Young influencing generation by generation, whether it be Alundra Blaze, you know, all the way to China. It bums me out that she couldn't have been around to wrestle on this show. Yeah, and even in that Royal Rumble too. Yeah, uh, all of this now that she, I mean, because she, she helped pave the way. Oh yeah, China was so good. Yeah, and like, an Intercontinental Champion. You God. know. She did so much. There's so many like matches. Like I would have loved to see China versus Beth Phoenix. I would have loved to see China versus Charlotte Flair. I mean, because Beth was really just China 2.0. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. yeah there there would have been some awesome clashes for sure. Uh, that brings us to the third match, the May Young Classic Finals. Speaking of classics, we've got Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. And uh, Shirai's called the Genius of the Sky, by the way. Thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, both of these girls. You know, made it all the way through the Mae Young Classic tournament, and, and man, they brought it. This is a this is amazing. This is to, one of the ones you need to watch. I am a huge Tony Storm fan now. I, I love both of them. They yeah, were both yeah, incredible. Tony Storm, you know. Yeah, Tony Storm. Okay, gotcha. Uh, this was also refed by the female NXT referee Jessica Carr. Just need to give her a shout out as well. And uh, let's get right into it. No relation to Derek Carr. None. Yeah, and he lost today. Go Colts. Uh, starts with a tie-up, back-and-forth headlocks, and some grappling. And then uh, EO goes vertical before delivering knees to Tony's side. So she kind of does like a handstand of her own and then just drives her knees down into uh, Storm's side. Puts her in an arm-and-leg armbar, and what I mean by that is, you know, has has her... She's kind of just wrapped around, around her back and has her arms around one arm and then her legs around the other. So looked pretty painful. There was a rope break. And then uh, Tony Storm hit a sick German suplex, and EO fell right on her head. There was a few, there was a few bumps in this pay per view. In fact, I've just been seeing them lately. There's a few bumps that look like these people were gonna break their necks. Oh yeah, and they end up being totally fine, thankfully. But they, that German suplex was sick. So uh, Tony goes up top, uh, and waits a little bit too long. EO springboard drop kicks her to the outside. And then she follows that up with one of the best moonsaults I've ever seen in my life. It was crisp. Yeah, it was it was better than it was better than Charlotte's. Oh, it it was beautiful. It was great moonsault. Uh, then they fight on the apron, and Tony delivers another crazy German suplex this time on the apron, which this is for you, Zach. They made sure to point out is the hardest part of the ring. Yeah. We've actually been seeing like apron bumps the last few years. A I lot. love apron. Oh yeah, bumps. no, they're awesome. But we've been seeing them a lot when we never used to before. I feel like they're really brutal too, because oh, you course. know it's the uh, it's uh, hardest part of the ring. Yeah, hardest part of the ring. Yeah. So Beth Phoenix made sure to explain that to people. Uh, then the two exchange forearms, and as EO comes towards Tony, she clotheslines her inside out, flips her three sixty. Those are always satisfying to see. And then uh, Tony hits her finisher, the Storm Zero, which is like a, a tiger bomb. So the double underhooks uh, flip over into a power bomb, and there's a near fall. Two count. Yeah, a two count out of the finisher. And then EO follows that up and hits a 619, who apparently Rey Mysterio is like her favorite wrestler. And she, she pulled it off pretty good. It was nice. Uh, goes from the 619, springboards into a sunset flip, not quite a West Coast pop, but a sunset flip power bomb, and uh, gets a near fall out of that. And this one is just keeps he- heating up. Uh, another moonsault uh, from EO, and then uh, this time it was countered knees up by Tony Storm, and then Tony Storm hits the uh, Storm Zero again, and this time is able to put her down for three. And uh, I know my words don't do that match any justice, but holy shit, this was a classic. 
Um, it was really good, but I wish it would have went a little bit longer. Yeah, they should have given him more time. It was way too short. It's kind of like uh, when you see like the 205 Live matches and uh, tournaments and stuff like that, too. Uh, you can just see all these young stars who are just flying all over the place. So it always feels like they leave us wanting more. The official time for that was 10 minutes and 20 seconds. Sure, I would have liked 15. Yeah, me too. Um, You know, I felt like it was rushed, but it was really good. Like, I guess you could have... You kept it going a little bit longer and they, they they looked like they weren't tired they were still connecting everything was flawless they were killing it yeah i gave that one four stars and this is definitely there's a lot of great matches on this card but this is one of the ones to definitely check out uh what'd you give it i gave it four and a quarter i thought nice. it was one of the best uh women's matches i've seen in a while it it was up there it was a little bit better than the bound for glory match between tessa and taya which was also a fantastic match but I think long if they could have gone longer, that these guys would have had had a, uh, a real classic yeah, chance a for a five-star. Star. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, Triple H, Stephanie, and the NXT assistant head coach uh, present roses to both of them. And, of course, the Mae Young Classic trophy to Tony Storm. And then we cut to Alundra Blaze having another one of those uh, video packages about the women's wrestling evolution. And uh, she kind of mentions how before... When uh, she would get put on cards, like when there would be promotion posters and stuff like that, uh, she would be put down. She wouldn't even her matches wouldn't even put be put on the poster itself. It would just be and much more. Like she that was something that she kind of related to is that it's come so far from her just being a footnote to just being and much more to having an entire women's pay per view, which was awesome. Yeah, I also want to say going back to Triple H and Stephanie coming out. Sure, I am so happy that Stephanie did not take up TV time tonight. I was worried that she was going to make the show about her. Yeah, yeah. Well, and because there has been times where she's kind of went on and had like a 15, 20-minute promo about women's wrestling and trying to inspire people. But yeah, you're right. It's just taking up airtime. Yeah. So she didn't do that this time, and we're both very happy about it. Yeah, good job, Steph. Thank you, Steph. Appreciate that. Uh, fourth match is a six-man tag. Six-man? Or Damn it. Six-woman. Thank you. Yep. My bad. Uh, Riot Squad, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan versus Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Bailey. And the Riot Squad are coming out dressed like their favorite horror film yeah, villains, favorite Halloween characters, yeah. basically. I uh, couldn't. I mean, the J- what, R- Ruby was Jigsaw. Yeah. And then Liv. Liv was supposed to be Pennywise because she came out with a balloon, and Sarah Logan was supposed to be. I don't know, but she looked like a cave woman. Yeah, she did. So. God, I love Liv. Yeah, yeah, we the Riot Squad's just awesome, man. And it's, it's a really cool team. Yeah, no, and and we're about to go into it, but they're the way that they're able to work uh, is very similar to New Day with their double team moves and right. how they're able to just seamlessly tag in and out. So, uh, Liv, Morgan, and Natalia start things out. Liv slaps Natalia, and then Natalia gets pissed and strikes back. Uh, tags in Sasha for a throwback, a Heart Foundation move. They hit the Heart Attack, so the Sasha and Natalia hit it on Liv. Yes. So they um, put him, I don't know how to describe it, put him up, and then the running clothesline brings him back down. There was also a part very early on where I believe it was Natalia was laying on the ground, and Liv, like, jumped over her, just fell to the ground, and, like, put her put her hands on her hands, oh, her yeah. head on her hands, and just played that crazy gimmick up real well. Yeah, no, she's kind of like, Liv Morgan's kind of like... Uh, like the Harley Quinn 
uh, Alexa Bliss, but on st- on crack. Yeah, and I love that gimmick. Super hype. Yeah, that was my favorite Alexa Bliss gimmick for sure. But no, Liv Morgan pulls this gimmick off great. She's so yeah, good at it. Yeah, she's incredible. Uh, so we got the heart attack. Then we've got Sarah Logan getting tagged in. Drop kick by Sasha for a near fall. Then Bailey gets tagged in. Uh, knee drop. So this is another double team. Uh, there's a knee drop from Bailey and then a double knees in the corner to uh, from Sasha, which they called the Meteora, I guess. Yep. So uh, then some battling back by Sarah Logan. And then this was kind of cool. Bailey went for, I don't know what that move is called, where she flies in between the ropes uh, through the corner and kind of tries to do a suicide dive off of that. Um, but Sarah does a drop kick as she's like midway through it and like traps her into the post. That was awesome. And that was super cool. That required a ton of timing. Uh, Liv gets tagged back in here and then a little bit of offense before Sarah Logan gets back in. There's a ton of tags for the riot squad in this one and tags Ruby in before a quick tag back to Sarah Logan, where there's a catapult from Ruby, uh, into a forearm from Sarah Logan, which looked pretty cool. We've seen catapults in like every show we've done. Right, yeah. It feels like slingshots, whatever you call them. Uh, And then Sarah Logan gets Bailey into a corner and just starts stomping a mud hole, Stone Cold style. And there was a near hot tag as Bailey tried to counter, but then the Riot Squad kind of showed their methodical strategy and dragged her back over as Sarah tags Ruby. Um, Bailey, as that tag's happening, Bailey gets Irish whipped and she counters and double clotheslines both Liv and Ruby off the apron. Um, but it's not long before they drag Bailey back and double team her before she's able to get away for a split second and hot tag Sasha. So Sasha comes back in, uh, gets on top of, or gets on the top rope and hits that meteora, those double knees, uh, into God, who's the legal person at this point, Ruby. Yeah. Ruby writes legal person at this point. And then Sasha tags Bailey back in. A backstabber goes into a Bailey to Bailey. And then the pin is broken up. Um, by Liv. By Liv Morgan. Sarah Logan gets tagged in, and then all the Riot Squad ends up outside the ring before Sasha goes for a dive over the top rope, either and, that or oh, a she suicide dive. It bad. And, and she runs to the ropes and botches it horribly, and then just like gets gets high centered on the top rope, and then just falls back over. Um, and like, the Riot Squad catches her, yeah, and they and just I think, slam her. I think they were supposed to catch her in the first place, even right. if she, even but if she, she did that. botched it hard, yeah, and they just it. slammed her into the railing. Very hard, and it was almost like a power bomb. They just shoved her into the barricade, which was awesome. Uh, Sarah Logan drags Sasha back in. There's a near fall before uh, Liv and Sarah hit the Doomsday device on Sasha, which was dope. I haven't seen that in a long time. That was time. awesome. So channeling, we've channeled the Heart Foundation and the Legion of Doom already which is great. Uh, Natalia comes in for the save as Sasha gets pinned, and then Sarah throws Natalia out, and uh, it feels like Bailey at this point has been gone forever, and, and I actually said that, and as soon as I say that, uh, she's about to come in. Liv tags in for a double-team kick, and then Ruby gets tagged in, goes up to the top as Bailey crawls in, so Ruby's going for a splash, and Bailey crawls in and uh, gets on top of Sasha, who is motionless, so it's kind of like She's just defending her best friend and going to take the hit for her, which is kind of a weird, weird wrestling logic because a lot of times, you know, these these people get doubled up and then the move gets done on them and it like hurts them worse. Right. So, uh, I mean, I get what it was supposed to be as Bailey it just was, like crawled on top of her. I liked it because I thought it was like very like selfless of 
Bailey to it's, it's save very a friend. Bailey. Yeah, but it it was just kind of weird because don't you think their heads would have bonked each other and stuff? Something, yeah, yeah, because they were just. And then you have the face you have two that. people weight landing on you instead of one. No, the the logic I get what they're trying to do gimmick wise, but the logic didn't quite make sense. But they sold it as if Bailey took all of the hit on that. And and they also sold it as like Bailey would take a bullet for her best friend, you know. And right. I think that was a cool cool aspect of the match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so of course, since Bailey's the one who absorbed all the damage, Sasha kicks out of the pin attempt. A double team leg drop misses, and then Sasha tags Natalia in. And this spot was crazy. Uh, Natalia gets Sarah Logan and Ruby in a double sharpshooter after that double leg drop missed. She puts them in a double sharpshooter, cool. which was which was nuts. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and before they can tap out, Liv Morgan comes back in, who is the legal person, by the way. She hits a code breaker on Natalia to break that double sharpshooter for a near fall. And then Natalia gets a power bomb, and Bailey as that as she's trying to power bomb her from the corner, Bailey gets that tag on Natalia, hits the Macho Man elbow drop. Uh, before she hits that, Sasha tags her, so kind of just like a well-executed fluid sequence. Um, so Bailey hits an elbow drop, suicide dives out to the other two parts of the Riot Squad, and then Sasha hits the frog splash for the pin and the win. So I gave this one. Three and three quarter stars, just just simply for the fact that this was teamwork and and just tag team wrestling at its finest. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was. I thought there was some sloppiness to it. Yeah, that but that Sasha botch. But was uh, it was it was pretty entertaining. It was a great ending, a very fast paced ending. Um, I think the Riot Squad has like a huge future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv is twenty four, Sarah's twenty five, and Ruby's twenty seven. So you did your research? I did. They're all super young. Yeah. And, like, I want Liv Morgan to keep this gimmick for a long time because she's so good at it. She's she's only getting better as a wrestler. She has came a long way from when she debuted. I mean, they all have. But I've seen the biggest with her. Like, she's going to be great. She's going to be a superstar. You want to talk about paving the way? I think that that, that gimmick, the, just the crazy, hyper, uh, evil girl gimmick right. has really come a long way um, and I mean you gotta credit what Mickey James and kind of AJ Lee I was gonna say yeah both them and I think I think she's even playing it better than those two did. oh of course no they, like, they just Liv, set the standard she's fantastic I'm gushing on these these three especially Liv but oh they're great well and they remind me I mean they're like the heel New Day but with an edge like, yeah yeah they're just all badasses they kind of like I don't know when I see them like I can see like they're, they're you know they're evil but like but you can't help but like them. It's kind of like the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like that, like not just because of the the, um, what's her name, the Suicide Squad girl. Oh, the Harley Quinn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Harley Quinn like sure. thing, you see that in Live. But like I see it with all of them because they're like that anti-hero, except they're not that a hero. Might be actually, they kind of might have based it off of that. They might have, and like I see that, and I just love it. Like I think they're just all three really good, and I like down the road you could split these three up and have, like. You know how the shield split up and they all three fought each other? You could have that with these these three. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's so many possibilities. When you've got when you've got a, a faction like that that can just just all every single one of them can go. Like none of them are yeah. the there, weak link. There, yeah, I was gonna say there's no weak weak link here. They're yeah. all three really great wrestlers. Yeah. Definitely. Fantastic. Uh, that moves us on to another great evolution pioneer package. And then 
another one, uh, a video package that previews the match coming up for the NXT women's title between Kyrie Zane and uh, Shayna Baszler. So that was it was it was a cool video package and kind of brought us up to speed uh, before we got right back into it. And Michael Cole was sure to mention that this was. I believe, don't correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, the first NXT match on a WWE pay-per-view. I believe that's what they said, and I have to come out, go out on a limb and say something. Go ahead. I hate the pirate gimmick. I <laughs> I don't like it. I I hate it when Paul, my boy Paul Birchall and my girl Kate, Kitty Lee did it. It just isn't a thing I like. Yeah, no, it didn't work with Paul Birchall, even though I actually was a mark for him. Dude, he had some cool moves. And that crazy-ass uh, 360 backwards rock bottom thing yeah. that he did was amazing. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, Kyrie Zane is the one we're talking about here with the with the pirate gimmick, which apparently she's actually like a professional, or she was like a professional navigator. I'm not quite sure what all that entails. And but she brings the title out in a treasure, in a treasure chest. chest. Which which this title is like, this treasure chest was not made for this title because... You can see that like the lid has been slamming on like the bottom part of the title, and uh, yeah, brutal, a little, a little disrespectful. But so uh, the champ is Kyrie Zane taking on the submission magician Shayna Baszler, part of the uh, four horsewomen of MMA. Yep. And uh, let's let's go ahead. Oh, by the way, this is a rematch of the May Young Classic Finals last year, which Kyrie Zane won. So Zane comes out with the treasure chest. We've already gone through that. And one thing too is like her music is like straight out of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Like it's just, it's it just, was weird. It's epic uh, in its score, and it's like super encouraging. I don't know. It just it's so much different from anybody else's theme. Uh, we start things off. Uh, Baszler immediately starts doing some MMA moves, a leg kick, and then uh, Kyrie grapples, tries to grapple her from the from behind, and then excuse me, Shayna Baszler throws her off before there's a couple of dragon leg screws from Sane, uh, counter into a sleeper from Baszler, and then. A crazy sliding clothesline from Kyrie Sane. She kind of just. I like, like that. Yeah. She, as uh, Baszler's sitting against the ropes, Sane bounces off the ropes and comes in, slides in for a sick looking forearm clothesline. So uh, then they're outside of the ring, some strikes uh, before Baszler throws Kyrie into the steel steps. Always a brutal looking spot. And then they get back in, an inverted sidewalk slam. From Baszler, she's really starting to lay into her and have some violent-looking offense. Uh, puts her in a Kimura, and then stands up and like twists her arm back behind her shoulder, and like steps on her hand. That was that was so innovative. Yeah, like steps on her hand and then does the uh, you know jumps up, uses the top rope for momentum, and just stomps on her hand. And some of these look so brutal. Baszler, it was really it was good. Crazy. Baszler's like I've never really seen good. anything like that. Yeah, no, it's it. There, Shayna Baszler is just. I didn't realize that she's been out of MMA for way longer than Ronda. Yeah, and you can tell, man, she is polished and crisp, and she's able to take that MMA expertise and really just focus on body parts. Really, we're well. gonna see something cool coming yeah. up with the the four horsewomen when they're all up on the main roster. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a time to be alive, boys. <laughs> what a time! What a time! Uh, and then Shayna puts after that stomp to the hand, she puts her in a key lock. Which gets reversed before uh, Baszler puts her right back into an arm bar. And uh, she grabs her arm and falls back. She, like, she stands up, grabs her arm, and then falls back with it. Kind of like Rousey does, but not quite. But it still looks brutal before uh, Zayn is able to uh, recover and get back up. And there's some strike exchanges. Which they made it seem like at first Baszler was just going to absolutely dominate given her background. 
Uh, but Sane was delivering some right back, and she's got like this signature spinning back fist or like a spinning backhand that she does very well and looks cool. Um, Sane goes for the Katari, which is from what top rope, right? Is yep. that her one of her signatures, if not a finisher? Uh, that gets kicked out of, and then like oh, it's just some striking exchanges before there's a spear from Kyrie Sane, and then she does like what's similar to tuning up the band. She walks the plank, right? Where she yeah. like goes into the corner and like so stomps around. She's a great wrestler, but those gimmicks just goofy as shit. Yeah, it is. But for whatever reason, man, it seems like it's over. Yeah, um, I mean it's over. I just don't get it. I don't get the pirate thing, man. No, it's just it's Arr. just out of place. And, and Baszler made sure to like just totally totally just go after her for it um after her walk the plank tuning up the band thing she shoulder blocks her in the corner and then hits a sweet neck breaker for a near fall uh some exchanges here followed by an alabama slam uh from baszler and then this part was also brutal uh they get over into the corner and then baszler is able to like hang Kyrie Sa- or excuse- yeah Kyrie saying from her arm yeah like just she dangles from the top rope by her arm and something that just looked excruciating. That looked that was hurting me. Yeah, no, it it it, <laughs> it hurt for sure. Um, she drops her, then Kyrie recovers, comes back in, and as Baszler tries to lift her up, she counters with a big spike DDT, another one of those bumps that looks scary, but it's all good. As Kyrie goes up onto the top rope, uh, Baszler rolls out. And so Kyrie says, okay, screw it. And then adjusts and hits a huge crossbody onto Baszler. Another sick off the top rope move. And uh, then Sane throws Baszler over the barricade into the four horsewomen that are, well, the the other two, I guess, because Ronda's obviously not out there, but into right. some NXT wrestlers over the barricade. And then that's when we get Jessamine Duke trying to interfere. She grabs... Uh, Kyrie Sane by the hair and she gets a spinning back fist for her troubles and then we really start to have these women interfere as uh, Sane gets distracted by uh, Marina Shafir and then that ends up in a coquina clutch from Baszler but that is flipped over and countered into a pin there's a near fall there and then Sane goes to the top rope again and gets taken off uh, by Jessamine before she gets Let's see. Oh, yeah. Then, then she that falls Shafir, off. I'm sorry. So Shafir that knocked her off. Uh, and then Sane gets pushed into the ropes and kicked in the face by uh, Duke. And it, that falls right into a coquina clutch. And from there, you got the classic. Uh, she tries and tries to get out of it, but it's locked in tight. And Kyrie Sane passes out. And they call it. So there is a new champion crowned. And her name is Shayna Baszler. So I gave this one three and a half stars. I liked it. I gave it three and a half stars too. It was it was wild. Um, I don't understand the logic of the referee because you see these other four horsewomen getting involved and you don't do anything. Like, yeah, there yeah, was. You, you see them coming around and you either need to, as a referee, you need to inject yourself and be like, hey, get out of here. So I, I, I don't like the referees were kind of bothering me tonight. That's been a theme for me lately I guess just watching wrestling I know in impact they really bother me something need to be done here because the ref was like he just looked he looked just clueless yeah well and a lot of I mean a lot of stuff we've been watching too is you know early 2000s late 90s where it seems like the refs just shouldn't even exist 
because right. I mean, whether one way or another, whether the stipulation is you know no DQ or not, they're just incompetent, and it, it doesn't matter. They can get away with anything, and it's just way too obvious. Uh, nowadays, WWE programming, it seems like they really try to make sure that's believable, but they definitely drop the ball in a couple cases here with the officials. But I like the I like the horsewomen interference. I like where that's going. Uh, and dude, Shayna Baszler is a badass. I I. I think she's a damn good heel. She had a lot of facial expressions in this one, uh, where she like you know would would mock that little salute that Kyrie right. Sane does. No, she's good, but she's basically to me she's like a female Taz. Like she's got a, a big move set and she's got a ton of submissions. Yep, and a bunch of suplexes. Yeah, a lot of fun to watch. So uh, then we go into a, another cool package where uh, Rock's mom is getting interviewed as well as Ember Moon on what it means to have an all women's uh, pay per view, and then. We have a video package. We're already getting there. Already getting to the co-main. A video package for the Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair SmackDown uh, Championship this match. This is the great. Last, last woman standing. And can I say they did? You know, go over some of the lead up. How cool was that spear from Charlotte to Becky into the Titan Tron that just like broke the that screen? That was brutal. I mean, you don't. Obviously, that's something you don't see a lot. Um, and I think we're getting to a point now where, you know, if women are going to be on that same page equality-wise, they can also be just as hardcore and have those OMG right. moments. It was awesome. Yeah. It was a good moment. So I also want to point out that ahead. when Becky's the heel, but when her music hit, it was a comparable pop to Trish Stratus. Pretty darn close, yeah. No. They were nuts for her. <laughs> so over. She is red hot right now in multiple ways. Correct. You're yep. right. nice, um, but no, you're Smith. right. The heel, the heel, t- the heel turn like reinvigorated her. Yeah, it's it's weird. She's just she is an animal out there. It's a, it was a good call because she, I mean, for a while had just been getting a little stagnant. Um, anyway, last women standing, the first one, I believe. The first yeah, they they said this was the first one ever, and at one point, I'm pretty sure Michael Cole said both men in this match, and then corrected himself real quickly and said, I mean, women. <laughs> yeah, way no, to I'm, go, way to go, Cole. Damn it, Michael. He also does uh, one thing in here and makes another mistake. But yeah, like you said, huge okay. pop for heel Becky. Um, and then we start things out with a quick shoving match uh, before there is a slam reversal and a clothesline by Becky. Well, excuse me, I should mention that before that, uh, Flair shoves her down, and that's when the first count starts. Which I mean is just a formality at that point. A clothesline by Becky. A kip up by Charlotte, and then lots of athleticism here. They're just going back and forth, and lots of struts. Yeah, yeah. No, there was there was a little bit of a strutting from Charlotte. Strut off, if you will. And uh, Becky's strut can use a little bit of work. I That's fine. That. Yeah. She she doesn't need the strut. Fair enough. I mean, the Nature Boy did, but whatever. Uh, Cole calls this the uh, which is in fact the second count of the match. He says, "Oh, here we have it, the first count of the match." So way to go, Maggle. You screwed up again. Uh, Becky hits the Bexploder. Uh, a couple more exchanges. I love that name. Yeah, instead of the Exploder. The Bexploder, it's awesome. Yeah, she's got a few of those. A few of those moves that are just like based off of her name. That are cool. It's good stuff. Yeah, anyway, I like it. Way uh, to go. Charlotte, Charlotte gets thrown out. Uh, and then, I, I even said this to Kyle before this match started, because it's last woman standing, you know, so it's it's no DQ. I said, dude, are we going to see a hardcore match? And no. Uh, I, I, I was very satisfied as uh, Becky grabs a kendo stick and just starts wailing on her Sandman style. Wailing on Charlotte, I should say. Not as brutal as the Sandman, but it's brutal. No, but she's she gets like six good shots in at least. Um, Charlotte counters it into a kick. 
before they both go to uh, the opposing sides of the apron. And they just start throwing goddamn chairs like crazy. They even get an ECW chant because they just keep grabbing chairs. So uh, Charlotte throws a chair over to Becky Lynch. Like it goes all the way over to Becky's side of the ring. And then Becky throws one towards Charlotte. And then they just start like having a chair throwing competition. It was weird. Like there was, I was laughing. Was, yeah, no, we were busting up. There was at least like 12 fucking chairs in there. Uh, EC dub chant. And then after they're done, you know, showing off their strength throwing chairs, Charlotte goes to grab a table. And then that's when Becky runs around the corner and uh, jumps from the top of the steel steps and sucker punches her before uh, Charlotte gets back up and hits a T-bone suplex. Becky recovers. Uh, hits Flair on the back with a steel chair, so she's got one of the many, and then does one of those <clears throat> gut shots with the chair before she just starts manhandling into the ring as Charlotte is damaged at this point. Picks her up, throws her into this massive pile of chairs, and then begins to actually like organize them and like stack them on top of each other for for a big move. Um, but of course you could probably see this one coming. Flair, uh, Charlotte counters it and then back body drops Becky onto the stack of chairs and they both hit the chairs. So they, uh, both are struggling to get up, but they beat that 10 count. So then we have, uh, Charlotte trying to set up a table on the other side this time. And then Becky does like a modified, I'm going to call it a rock bottom. Not, not what Zach usually calls it. You're a noggy. I'm a what? You're a Nagi. That's just rude. Okay. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Zach. A modified rock bottom into the chairs. We miss you, Zach. We do. Please please come back. This is this is tough, as you can tell. Puts Charlotte on the table, and then we have a uh, re- reversal, and Charlotte is able to knock Becky a, a, few ga- a few good times and goes up for a moonsault, but uh, this was like the only botch of... Well, there were a couple, I should say. This was the only big botch of the match. Uh, Charlotte goes for a moonsault, which we all know she's great at. She goes too far and like nicks Becky, like still hits Becky pretty good, but doesn't hit the table square. So Becky and the table just tip over. So that was, that was like my only real gripe. Uh, then she sets it up again and decides, okay, well I should probably set this up farther and goes back up to the top rope. You think she's going to go for the moonsault again, but no, she goes for a senton. She goes for a swanton bomb and this time connects and hits Becky through the table. Which was a sweet spot, don't you think? This was a great match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Both are able to get up at a nine count. And next thing you know, there's a damn ladder in the ring. So this just gets more hardcore and more hardcore. Uh, They battle for it before Charlotte puts Becky's legs in the ladder, trying to go for a figure eight in the ladder. But uh, enough resistance, so Charlotte gets up and just starts stomping on her legs in the ladder. Looked brutal, as always. Those spots with the ladder in the legs was awesome. Yeah. And then goes right into a figure eight. And gets it, gets the bridge and everything. And Becky even tries to tap, uh, but no, 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 no. This is a last woman standing. Here's the where this is gets goofy. Yeah, she's she's got this locked on, and Becky's trying to grab a chair, and you can see the referee kicking the chair to Becky. Yeah, no, that like we said, there's a couple. Uh, this referee, it's just obvious. And this was Mike Kyoto. This is this is veteran Mike Kyoto. So what the hell are you doing, Mike? God, Mike, both you mics are screwing up. And freaking Kevin in the back, you got to make sure that the cameras get switched, man. Come on, You can't make it that obvious. So, yeah. No, he definitely was not so subtly just, like, booting the chair towards Becky as she tried to drag uh, uh, both of them and the ladder towards the chair. And she's able to hit Charlotte in the leg with a steel chair to break the hold. And then both 
end up going outside. Becky throws Charlotte into the steps and then into the post. Some more brutal spots. And then uh, Becky's very tired and very beat up. So she just tries to take her belt and leave. I'm fucking leaving, she says. Yeah, I'm out this bitch. I'm out of here, Charlotte. So uh, Charlotte says, You ain't your dad. Well, she... Charlotte says, Mm-mm-mm, follows her into the crowd. And then they go on a chopping match, which was better than the uh, better than the Trish chops. Sorry. Sorry, Trish. Love you. But they uh, get back in over by the announce tables. And then Charlotte really gets hardcore, starts disassembling the French announce table, which is funny. It's usually the Spanish announce table that gets wrecked. Um, and then hits Becky's head on the middle announce table before Charlotte goes and gets the ladder set up over by that uh, French announce table. So Becky hits Flair with the title. So she comes out of nowhere and hits her with the uh, women's title and then puts Charlotte on the table and then gets on top of the ladder and this time she's the one delivering a uh, leg drop straight onto Charlotte's abdomen, chest area, through that table, straight from the top of the ladder. Another sweet spot and these girls are just getting hardcore as hell. And we only get a nine count. Only a nine count, even though you would be quite confused because I think Charlotte had a, a little bit. I mean, I understand it's got to be hard in these last women, last man standing matches, um, but she's on her knees at nine. And then the ref's like, OK, yeah, yeah, she's up. And it's like, OK, Contradicting yourself, pal. No, it should have been. It should have been 10 count. Right. But he contradicts himself later in the match. Yeah, so uh, she gets on her knees and like taunts Becky and says, oh, that's all you've got. And then Becky just like charges after her and uh, double double drop or excuse me a drop kick into the barricade there and then she just starts absolutely piling anything she can find including these uh, like rolling chairs the easy the easy chairs on top of Charlotte throws some steel chairs even throws pieces of table and just like dog piles her yep and just absolutely buries her and she gets out after and nine she gets out after nine and again she uh, probably should have been counted ten again right and then you're gonna see why I was saying this ref's a hypocrite in just a minute. Charlotte grabs a kendo stick and just starts beating the crap out of Becky and then uh, spears her, drags her over to the original table, which is on the other side of the ring, uh, and sets that up. Flair goes up top, and this one was pretty awesome. As Flair goes on top, Becky gets off the table, climbs up, and does basically a super power bomb. Power bombs her from the top rope through that table, and then we get the 10 count. But at nine, she's yep. she's up on her knees again. Yep, there you go. Yep. And the ref's like, nope, ten, you're done. Sorry, Charlotte. Yeah, so he apparently had given her enough uh, mulligans, enough freebies to where this time he'd finally call the ten count when she's on her knees. So that part didn't make as much sense. But still, this match was hardcore. Two great wrestlers who didn't just like focus on the, on the hardcore aspect. Still got some sweet offense in. And uh, four-star match, man. It was incredible. There was a, there's a few weird botches, but that's just Mike Kyoto's fault. I, I so. also gave it four. I think they probably could have could have made it a little bit tighter and could have almost had a five-star match again. Yeah. Um, really good, though, and I'm looking forward to seeing this feud continue for a little bit. Becky is red hot right now as a heel. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad she went over. Oh, yeah. No, and we both were kind of scared there for a second that Charlotte was going to end up Nothing going against over. Charlotte, though. Like, I love Charlotte. Yeah, of but, course. But Becky right now is like, she's legitimate. Like, Didn't we see, I can't even remember how long ago this was, but Sasha beat Charlotte for the title, and then that reign just didn't last long at all, and I was pissed. I'm not 100% sure here, but I'm pretty sure Sasha's won the belt four or five times and never successfully defended it. 
What the hell, WWE? I believe that's a thing. I don't know. If you're listening and you want to fact check me, do it. And say, hey, Kyle, you dumb son of a bitch. Do your research for a change. Or Kyle, good job. Fuck Luke. I don't know why that last part was appropriate. But, uh, yeah, it could have been a four and a half star match to me. But there's a few botches that kind of brought it back down. I agree. So then that's when we have our video package for the main event, which is really just a replay of what we saw um, at the end of the pre-show. Where, like you said... Rhonda tells Nikki that the only door she's ever knocked down is the door to John Cena's bedroom. <laughs> and then Nikki and Brie respond with just how ashamed Rhonda's mom is of her. Which, again... This was so weird. Again, if you find any evidence of Rhonda's mom actually being involved in this or any lead-up that we're missing here, please like, please let us know. We're on Twitter at Big Boys and Body Slams. Uh, like, what, what the hell is this? And we're also on Facebook. But... The main event, we're here. It is the Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey against Nikki, who is uh, accompanied by Brie. Yeah. Yeah. And they are... I don't give a damn about your bad reputation. Dude, are you Joan Jett? Yeah. That was impressive. Better than Limp Biscuit? Nothing's better than Limp Biscuit. Okay. That's what I wanted. (laughs) Motherfucker! Wow, no, we got a guest appearance after all. Nice. Um... We have Bellas and Camo. They're rocking a new outfit. And, uh, Bellolution. Yeah. Yeah. Bellolution. Stop. Stop with the Bella stuff. It's not catchy. It's not catchy. I don't know why they. I don't know. I, I, they might be hotter than I think, like more over than I think with like Total Divas and all that shit. But I don't know. They just try to market themselves, themselves in really weird ways and it doesn't catch on with me. Yeah. Uh, so they've got their camo, Bellolution, Bella Army, all that crap. And Rhonda is back with the eyeshadow. She's got to stop with this makeup. Yeah, I know. She's an attractive person until she puts this weird makeup on. And it's not even like a point of attractiveness to me. Um, She just looks like a damn raccoon. Yeah, no, she she's got like the the winged the winged eyeshadow, and it's blue this time instead of like the pink or red that she had last time. Stop. So just stop. Yeah, there's no reason. We know you're a warrior. We don't stop. Thank you. Just stop. Yeah. So we get this thing get underway help. with. <laughs> stop it. Get some help. As uh, Nicole and Rhonda square off, Rhonda starts right off, man, with a judo throw, and they're then crisp. She, like, yeah. Oh, dude. She's she's like it's like she's done this, like a lot. Yeah. I mean, she probably has, but she's got just, a limited move set. But what she does have, she's got her, that down. Yeah, her pat. movement, her move set is limited. But I mean, so is Brock Lesnar's, and I think she does a better job with her move set than Brock does anymore. That's a good point, right? Like both of them have very limited move sets, and Brock, but Brock does even less than Ronda does, and mm-hmm. Ronda's looks even crisper now. Well, and Brock, I mean, Brock goes through the motions, and you can tell Ronda's out here having the time of her damn life. Yeah, Ronda's out here trying. She wants, she wants to prove to everyone that. Like, she can do this, and Brock's just... It's a paycheck to him. Damn it. Brock Lesnar. Anyway. Brock uh, Lesnar. Well done. Uh, Ronda hits a judo throw, and then, like, gets behind Nikki and, like, playfully, like, pats her back and helps her up. And uh, for the first part of this match, Rousey's really just fucking with her. Doesn't take her seriously at all. Another judo throw... Uh, gets her into a near arm bar and then just like, you know, says, I want to make her suffer longer and just is screws with Nikki. That gives uh, Nikki a chance to go over to the corner and uh, whisper a little something, something to Bree, who immediately starts taking action. There's another judo throw. And then they both go outside. And as um, as Rhonda's got Nikki cornered, 
you get a little distraction from Bree, and then Nikki shoves Rhonda into the post face first. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, Nikki pulls her hair and uh, distracts the ref so that, so like she pulls her hair like she's inside the ring and from the outside kind of tries to like hold her by her hair. So the, the ref is like, hey, hey, stop that, miss. Stop it. And uh, Bree comes out of nowhere and throws her into the post again. So they're really starting to equalize with the hardcore moves. There's a chokehold in the ring uh, by Nikki Bella once they get Ronda back in. And then they quickly go right back outside where both of them uh, throw... Well, was it both of them or was it just Nikki? Throws Ronda into the barricade twice. It like was, two times in a I row. I believe it was just Nikki. Yeah. Uh, then they go right back in and a one count, even though she's taken all this abuse... She gets thrown into a barricade twice, looks brutal, gets thrown back in, not even, like, barely a one count before Ronda kicks out. Uh, leg scissor chokehold by Nikki here where she's just really getting a ton of offense, and she even pokes a little fun at her during this chokehold and does some push-ups. Just like Big Papa Pump, but she's she's Miss Papa Pump. Wow. God, Zach, we miss you, man. We really... <laughs> oh, okay, Ronda crawls away, um, and Bree cheap shots her. From the outside, as she's kind of crawling towards the the uh, apron, and then Nikki slams Rhonda's face into the post. So just a ton of she's just her face is just taking a ton of damage. But that eyeshadow remains perfect. More chokeholds. Okay. Well, the uh, the studio cat. Sorry about that. Studio cat caused a little bit of a ruckus. Uh, more chokeholds move into an indomitable a abdominal stretch from Nikki and then Rhonda tries to get up but Nikki kind of transitions into a sleeper hold and Rhonda is finally able to get away but uh, Nikki elbows her and there's a springboard kick from the middle rope which looked cool until you saw the replay and then realized that she totally whiffed on this kick and did you did you notice that yeah she whiffed bad yeah strike out yeah and uh, shoulders in the corner by Nikki and then Rousey goes up to the top rope. I don't know if she. I don't know if I've seen her go to the top before, but uh, here she is. She's up top, and then of course Bree trips her up with the ropes, and then uh, Rousey is able to recover. She fights with Nikki a little bit, tosses her off, and Rousey goes for a sweet crossbody. It actually looked like it was it was really solid, but misses as Nikki gets out of the way, and uh, Ronda. From that point, they're both on the ground. Ronda gets up and like grabs her arm. And does like a somersault forward and spins her into a fireman's carry, like on the ground. Right. And then just like straight up deadlifts her and stands up with her and uh, is going for that Samoan drop that she's got perfected at this point. <laughs> she's near the ropes and Bree is like holding Nikki's arm and trying to make sure that she doesn't get Samoan dropped. And, you know, the ref is just like... The refs are stupid. He's like, he's like stop, man. I, I don't know. I feel like this would be a disqualification, but... I digress. Um, she actually ends up climbing on top of uh, both Nikki and Rhonda. So Rhonda now has two women on her shoulders. And there's a huge double Samoan. It's almost like she tries to F5 them, like she spins. Yeah, this left. is awesome, though. I love this. It was amazing. There was, there was some really cool Rhonda's spots. getting really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rhonda starts ragdolling her like we're used to seeing her do. She uh, does some of those working punches, you know, like the Shane McMahon working punches. Like in the, the corner. The MMA working punches in the corner. It's Except awesome. For, they do look uh, a lot better. Sorry, Shane. They, they look a lot better than yours. Um, and then we actually see 
in the corner. The camera catches this. So Rhonda like digs her face into Nikki as they're about to do a, a T-bone suplex, and they blatantly call a spot. Like, yeah, it was bad. Like Rhonda's like, you want to do, and then Nikki's like loudly, uh huh. Like, <laughs> come on, guys. We we all know it's fake, but you don't have to show us time and time again. Um, there is a T-bone suplex, uh, Nikki to the outside actually, and then. Bree tries to attack Rhonda and, for her troubles, gets thrown over the middle announce table. Uh, Nikki is able to reverse Rhonda's oncoming attack into a into an Alabama slam before putting her up and hitting her with the rack attack, which is just like a TKO. Yep. If you remember Mark Merrow. Rack. Nice. Yeah. Rack City. Yeah. It's very subtle. It alludes to something very subtle. Bosom shots. So there's a near fall after the rack attack, and then Nikki goes up top. Rhonda, judo throws her from the freaking top rope. Yeah, that like, that was crazy. Awesome. From the top rope, judo throws her, and then she gets her into that brutal armbar for the submission, and she taps out. You know, I, I was looking at this one, Kyle. Uh, Nikki is not, I mean, especially now that we've got such a talent pool for these women wrestlers, Nikki's not the best. Right. She, she did well here. Yeah, and, and that's what I was going to say. Rhonda, I mean, she's she's got a lot of expertise under her belt at this point. At least she's a fast learner, I should say. Rhonda, i got to say, Rhonda looks good. She looks good. Every match she has, I'm more impressed. This this match, when I was like, oh, when I saw that this one was coming up, I was like, oh, crap, Kyle. This might suck. And it did not suck at all. No, I gave it three and a half. It was awesome. They used, they used uh, they didn't make Nikki look stronger than she should have because they used Brie very well. To right. kind of be the equalizer, I gave it three and a half as well. It it absolutely exceeded my expectation, just like this entire pay per view. Yeah, this pay per view was fantastic. So, uh, a, yeah, I mean, we're, we'll just get right into it. You you give it an A. I give it an A. It's one Holy one of the best shit. shows I've seen this year. Yeah, no, women or not, this show was incredible. I actually. I gave it an A minus, but I mean, I I want to give it an A, but I'll I'll give it an A minus. There if, was a few botches, and if I like, you know what's an A minus like a ninety two out of a hundred. This is like a ninety three, ninety four out of a hundred. Sure, we're like we're almost in between an A and an A minus. So keep in mind everything, but the battle royal was got great. three or more stars. Yeah, from this us. was so good. This pay per view, you know, beginning to end was incredible it was you know it's your historical all women's pay-per-view it's already got that going for it we were skeptical coming into it we weren't sure if just they would have the talent pool to to fill the gap but oh my god also this was booked to perfection yeah in my opinion and honestly i have to there's no way that vince had a lot of say it had to be triple h it had to be trips and stephanie because it was just the just perfect finishes that we were all satisfied with really Really good show. Really great show. Please watch this. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, anything else to gush about? I know we talked about earlier, um, not on the pod, but before. Hypothetically, you know, you wish you would have seen I wanted to Trish. see Becky and Ronda and Trish right. and Charlotte. So you but, want to see Trish in singles competition? But now that we've seen all these matches, the, the talent was so well stacked up. It was so well booked that I, I, I'm perfectly content with that tag team I am match. T- I am too. And I'm, I'm hoping for an Evolution 2, though. Like yeah. I, I, I would like to see this an annual event, maybe even one, twice a year type event. Oh, yeah. Eventually get into that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, you're. I, I agree with that. Yeah. It should be yearly. And I think with how successful this was, they did show at the end, like, 
all of the women's wrestlers out on stage and you know clapping and and Triple H had to edge himself to the front. Yeah, as as they're uh, as you got the logo in the bottom, the copyright, you just see Triple H like shoving himself into the camera frame. Yeah, no, I did this. I'm still part of this. I yeah. Helped. Hey, Triple H, good job. No, we love you, dude. Yeah, you're 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 doing great things. I wish I wish that the rest of WWE could be booked like this. Yeah, me too. It was incredible. So uh, with that, that is evolution, and, and it was incredible. So what, what do we got next? Next, we're getting into Survivor Series month. Oh, my God. The month of November. This is, this is I love the Survivor Series concept. Next week, we're going to have Survivor Series 1990, which is the debut of The Undertaker. We got some Hulk Hogan. We got some Ultimate Warrior. We got some Legion of Doom. It's, it's some big names on that card. Um the next week, we're going to have Survivor Series 1997. That's the one where Brett screwed Brett, right, Dakota? Yes, from and, the podcast, Dakota. And then Survivor Series 2018. And then we're going to end the month with Survivor Series 2003, which uh, has Goldberg versus Triple H as the main event, but also has Team Austin versus Team Bischoff and a few other good things. What a time that was. I love This is one of my favorite pay-per-views 2003 is. Um, well, Survivor Series is just one of your favorites in I, I love Survivor Series. Also, Survivor Series 2003... The theme song is Build a Bridge by Limp Biscuit. I know, we need to figure out how many Limp Biscuit themes there have been. So There's many. at least three. Yeah, at least three. So crack no, at it. No, and we and we're really covering the gamut of, you know, of generations of survivors. Yeah, we're, we're hitting super excited. We're hitting the Hogan year. We're hitting the added the beginning of the added the ending of the Hogan year, years kind of with nineteen ninety. Yep. Um then we're gonna hit the uh nineteen ninety seven, which is the kind of the rebirth of the added or the not the, the rebirth, the yeah. beginning of the Attitude Area mm-hmm. era, and then 2003, which is kind of the ruthless aggression. It's ruthless aggression, yep. Um, and then of course 2018 too, which which is it's current. And I'm not sure, but I'm looking at it real quick just to see about it. Do we have the Undertaker in all four? Was he in 1997? I'm looking at it right now. I'm not seeing him. I don't know, man. I don't think he was in 97, but we have Undertaker in all the other ones. I was I was kind of hoping that we'd have Undertaker in all four in all four eras. He's my fave. But um, anyway, that's our show for today. Yeah, no, thank you, thank you for tuning in, Zach. We miss you. We were supposed to have actually a uh, uh, someone filling in for Zach today, my brother. <laughs> yep, yeah, but he couldn't make it. Yeah, he wasn't he feeling good. Wasn't feeling too well. But you may be seeing him in the future on some of a uh, some you, of our content. We're gonna try to do some YouTube content and maybe have him host it and interview us. I guess. Yep. Um. So we've still got to. I've still got to get. We've got a mystery intro that I'm really working on. I'm super excited about. I don't know if he's really working on it or just kind of thinking about it, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm just pulling shit um, on my ass. But it, go ahead. Anyways, I want to leave you guys with one thing. Look at the Riot Squad. Watch the Riot Squad. They're the future. Also, buy a t-shirt, Holgamaniacs. We love you. And good job. Go, Riot Squad.